If you enjoy listening to inspirational stories from people just like us, facing the fear and doing it anyway, then you're in the right place. My name is Claire Hill and this is the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Hello, welcome to the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. My name is Claire Hill. I am the founder of the Vivi Business Club and host of Self-Belief Week. Self-Belief Week starts on Monday, the 5th of February for five days of live coaching and training to power up your self-belief and overcome your doubts so that you can become unstoppable. You can join me for just £8 or $10 if you're outside of the UK for an action-packed five days of mindset boosts and training to give you the tools to do all of that and more. If you are tired of procrastinating, if you are tired of getting in your own way, if you're tired of those loud thoughts in your head stopping you from becoming the most magical version of you possible, then this is the week for you. You can join by looking at the show notes, the link below um, following this episode. I was doing so well then (laughs) with the run of what I was saying. (laughs) It's going to be a laugh. I'm a normal human being. You can be inspired by me because I'm just like you. I've been exactly where you are. And I've taught myself to believe in myself so that I can see what's possible, believe what's possible and make that shit happen. Make all of that magic truly happen for me and my family and for you too. And also, if you want to upgrade to VIP status for Self-Belief Week, you can. It's £21 or $27. It gives you extra bonus accountability and coaching sessions with me on the same day. So you get seven of these sessions, which run from Monday, the 5th of February until Tuesday, the 13th of February. I'm so excited about this part because not only am I going to be able to give that extra support and accountability to those of you who really want to make that shit happen in those five days, five pounds from every person that books onto the VIP slots will get, no, hold on, five pounds will go to Winston's Wish, a charity giving hope to grieving children, a charity that is extremely important to me. My business is here to not only change your life and to change your family's life by changing how you see yourself and increasing your self-belief. I'm also here to help little girls that were just like me, lost something, having traumatic experiences and having somebody to talk to. If I can do this, if it's possible for me to believe in myself and to shout down those doubts and actually make them my best friend, move through all of those limiting beliefs, you can too. Are you in? Join below £8 or $10 for five days of live coaching and training. See you there. Hello, welcome to the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. My name is Claire Hill, founder of the Vivid Business Club, self-belief coach, warrior boss, and I... (laughs) An all-round fun time, good girl, whatever they say. Um, you know who I am, but today I have the amazing Claire Sparrow here today, Pilates goddess, pelvic floor whisperer, um, recently best-selling author, 
and mission-driven entrepreneur. Da, da, da. <laughs> that is the most amazing intro. I love it so much. Thank you. I am honoured to be here and I can't wait to, to chat with you and share with your audience. As an audience member, it's really neat. I'm like so excited. Like I know I know I've been doing this podcast for like two and a half years, you know, deep. I think you're like gonna be a hundred and ninety-four episode or whatever. But still I'm like, you listen? Of course. I, you know, I know people do listen because I see the stats, but it's like, oh my god, you listen, what do you think? And then we just say that say thank you very much for your feedback at the beginning. I love that. So um so introduce yourself to everyone that don't doesn't know, you know, how how you came with the the title pelvic floor whisperer (laughs) (laughs) that's such a funny one because um that's almost like the the polite name that has been given to me because I have worked with so many women over so many years where they've had a belief system about their pelvic floor and pelvic floor exercises what that looks like feels like and all of that and then they meet me and we have this eureka life-changing moment where they go well nobody's ever explained it like that before that makes so much sense now I can actually move forward and that's where the magic happens when a woman has the information and the tools they need to take charge whatever it might be my specialism is in pelvic floor exercise but whatever it might be if you know then you can do something about it. So yeah, the, the pelvic floor whisperer is just, it's been quite funny how people have described me that way. I love that. But it, it, you're so right. It's just those nuggets of information. I had a message the other day about somebody said they'd heard me guess on another podcast about, and I spoke about imposter syndrome because you know, that's all I talk about. And, oh, yeah. and she said, what you said about imposter syndrome I'd never seen it like that and it's literally changed mm. how I see everything but this is the thing with pelvic floor um situations uh, and we'll dive into that it can really impact your life like seriously impact your life can't it and then so if you just need to know that how much more empowered you are moving forward it's huge because the thing that I see often you know I work with other Pilates teachers because I'm an international presenter and educator in the Pilates method I'm teaching teachers all over the world and most teachers are essentially self-employed or small businesses in and of their own right and even in that community of women they have their own pelvic floor problems and do you know what I see is it holding them back it's holding them back from going deep pursuing their dreams and goals and I think if I'm looking in this tiny little window in my profession what is happening out there with other women and other areas of life where they are not actually pursuing their dreams of business because or 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 even escalating up the ladder in another business but what's that feeling that you get when you have a pelvic floor dysfunction because somebody somewhere has said that your pelvic floor dysfunction is because you've got weak pelvic floors. What happens is I see women embody that as they're weak. It's not that just oh, those muscles course, and that area yeah. of them is weak. This, it just becomes all encompassing and women then become just on the sidelines of what could be an amazing life because they, 
don't have trust and faith in their pelvic floor. They don't know what's possible for it. And then I start whispering the truths and that's where we can turn it around. And we do regularly turn it around. So it's huge. It's just absolutely huge. That is amazing. So how did you begin? What's the business love story? Where does it all start? Oh, Oh, it started with my own personal experience of pelvic organ prolapse. I'd been teaching Pilates for years and years and I was very confident. I thought I was strong and really capable and I got pregnant. Woohoo, first time. How lucky am I? I'm just like superwoman. And then... It was not quite the experience that I anticipated it to be. So I had my pregnancy and then childbirth happened. And that's where it all began. So the experience of childbirth was really challenging because Mm. I was so strong. I had no ability to lengthen and pay out and help my baby to be birthed because Mm. those muscles that we think should be just really strong that's the only thing they need to be is really really strong they weren't flexible enough and they're actually designed to be really 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 flexible so I ended up with a very 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 long labor I had to be cut and I tore and that then sent me on this journey of you know, shame, embarrassment. I was a Pilates teacher, you know, I was teaching all over the world and this thing happened to me. And I realized that I had to admit that I didn't know a lot of things. And if I'd known a lot of those things, I might have had a different experience. And I feel like, you know, my book is called Hope for Your Pelvic Floor because one of my clients said, you know, you're the voice of hope. And I think this experience happened to me because straight away, almost, my reaction was, well, we have to do something about this. I can't be the only one that this is this has happened to. And what I've discovered over time, I've studied and researched anatomy and physiology in the modern science rather than the old school where you open a textbook and you see everything in flat, we understand now that our body is a tensional system and we're constantly oscillating and balancing that tension. And if the tension's out of whack, something's going to get get painful or, you know, we might have an injury. And what happens with a lot of women is, like myself, we have a birth injury. So a birth injury would be a tear or an episiotomy, so to be cut. And 95% of women that have babies, 95%. So if you think like you've got all of your women friends that might have babies, all of the listeners, that's a huge number of women that have had a birth injury. And when you have a birth injury or any injury, if you tore your bicep or cut your bicep, we understand, we know that 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 area of our body would become tense, it would become tight, we'd have reduced range of movement. The same is true in our pelvic floor and those muscles that get cut, they've got to rehabilitate like anywhere else in our body. And when they don't, that's when we can get things like pelvic organ prolapse, which is where one of your organs descends into the pelvis because that tension 
is out of whack. And that's what happened to me. So that's what happened to me later down the line. I realized "Mm, something's not right down there. Mm. And that's the same for many women where you're like, "Mm, is this normal? We don't really know what normal is. Like I said, before I had my son, there were so many things that I didn't know. And if I had known, then I would have been able to approach things differently. So that pelvic organ prolapse is a direct result of the birth injury that I had almost 19 years ago now. So I've been on this journey since then, figuring it out in my own body, case studying, working with an amazing women's health physiotherapist who's done two incredible research papers, looking at how we've got this very old fashioned textbook idea of how we regain or restore women's pelvic floors and basically everybody listening if you're a woman you know somebody somewhere's told you to do the squeezy app (laughs) so there's an app and we're all just told just do the squeezy app if you don't even know where your pelvic floor muscles really are in the first place the app's not really doing you any good plus the app is only based on the assumption that the muscles are weak in the first place so my mission is to get out there and tell women that the muscles are not weak. That's not what the problem is. Because so many women are doing the squeezy app, but they're not improving their prolapse symptoms or their incontinent symptoms or their hip or groin pain symptoms because that's not what the problem is. So my mission from that moment that I realized that is to create as many different tools as I possibly can to reach women everywhere with that message that they're not doing those exercises wrong. The exercises are wrong. They need a totally different mindset about their pelvic floor exercise health. So I did a course in person. I then was overwhelmed by the number of women that I completely burnt myself out because there was too many women and only me to teach this method. So I thought, okay, right, how am I going to solve that problem? All right, I'm going to go online. So I then went online, but then the price point of an online course where you pay upfront for a big content course was difficult for people not everybody could access that so how do I solve that problem okay with a membership where you pay monthly and a pay monthly membership because I'm in some too gives a greater sense of accountability because they see me every month and I see them every month so there's that accountability so okay that solved that and then one of the biggest challenges that we are still faced with is talking about it. I did, as you'll have done, I'm sure, uh, refer a friend, you know, on my course, I said, okay, I'd really worked my funnels. They were so good. I was so proud that everything was dialed in for this amazing promotion I was going to do. I had nearly 500 people on the course. I was like, you know, even a teeny percentage of this refer a friend, spread the world, word would be amazing. One person, one single referral, and it was to her mum. And I was devastated, not because my funnel hadn't worked and it hadn't been a success, because women are not talking. 
we're still not talking about it. It's like people are scared to say vagina. They're scared to say I leak when I run. There's there's so much fear and lack of education. I thought, right, how am I going to overcome that? So I wrote a book, which is kind of brings us to today that my business has just been a series of solving problems (laughs) to get that message of hope out there and the book has been amazing it went bestseller on in less than 24 hours of release so we released in the morning and by midnight it was actually bestseller in all categories that it sits in so it was amazing so it's all problem solving round of applause for the best-selling book thing (laughs) like in 24 hours that's amazing there was I mean you are talking to somebody that has been your birth sounds like mine um Jackson got stuck um I Mm -hmm. I didn't understand why he got stuck so potentially you know all those muscles were really strong I'm just going to take that now because you Mm -hmm. said it um but I had an episiotomy I had forceps um Mm -hmm. I've got hypermobility um a lot of hypermobility or my my hip joints are extremely flexible I wanted a home birth so when I went you know through the maternity thing I've got asthma as well so I had to go and see the consultants went to a consultant about my Mm. hypermobility and they were like you've got any hip pain do you feel like your hips are my hips have never been better totally lied because I wanted a home birth but in the end because you got stuck Mm -hmm. Um, and then after the birth, not only did I have injury, but I also couldn't really walk very far. Um, and it, one, it mm-hmm. felt like everything was going to fall out, but two, the pain in my hips was extort like so bad. I was on painkillers for about two months consistently, like mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and I remember going to women's health physio, big up the women's health physios. I've got a couple of friends at them and mm-hmm. honestly, amazing, amazing women. And I went to see somebody. And she was just like, you've got to minimize your expectations. Like one job a day is you standing up cooking the dinner. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm a new mum <laughs> with a newborn. And I'm st- I don't want to be stuck indoors. <sighs> la, 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 la. So anyway, three, four months later, and I, and I remember going, I can stand up now for one minute without pain. And then it would hit, I'd sit down. Then the next time it was one minute and 13 seconds. Oh, you know, and I just very good with my goals and moving up. But I did feel like, and I mean, obviously this is for the future and all of it, again, told to do the squeezy app, but I did have that feeling of, I'm a bit like a failure really, because not only can I not walk, I'm stuck indoors and I'm in a lot of pain and I've got all these injuries, everything feels different down there, but uh, bugger, like I don't Mm -hmm. know what to do. Um, And going back to when you were talking about um talking about it more I my my friends that I lived with at university like some of my best mates we talk about everything and all things and I don't know whether the reason why we do it because I've got another group of girls and I talk to them about loads we never really talk about our bodies too much but my friend mm. the corner marks they always listen Serena, Shama, Zara and Annie we talk about everything and all things like You've got the coil or you haven't got the coil or are you yeah. using a moon cup? You're not using a moon cup. Are you using period pants? No, we're not using period pants. Oh, I've got this pain here. Now, the, also the beauty mm-hmm. of this is that um, one of the girls, Zara, is a GP. I can literally tell her. 
Brilliant. She trained as a toothbrush. That as well. is a great friend to have. Yeah. And then we've got Serena and Shama that's trained as our, um, as physios as well. And Annie is the occupational therapist. So basically, I'm very lucky because I can literally just say anything. You're sorted. Yeah, I'm sorted. But still, why don't I, even though I have that safety, my other friends, potentially, there needs to be a bit more, right, okay, what's going on with your body? Because when you think about this, and obviously this this podcast, we're aiming at entrepreneurs, businesswomen. I always talk about how doubt can hold you back. But one thing that's really going to hold you back <laughs> is, it, is if your pelvic floor isn't working properly and you, again, you don't understand about it. How can you show up as your most badass confident self if when you sneeze your pee? Correct. I abs- You are so, so right. And I see it all the time where women are, it's like we can't necessarily trust. Like I felt like I couldn't mm. rely on my body. I'd relied on it forever. I've always been a mover, been a movement teacher forever. It's my only career. And so to all of a sudden feel like this thing that I have relied upon as my work and everything. Oh, God, yeah. Now feels really vulnerable, like really vulnerable. Mm. And how can I speak to this with other people if I feel like I can't trust my own body and this is what's happening across the board with other women and I think those non-conversation groups a lot of that stems from just not knowing Mm. we just don't know what we don't know so if nobody said oh I you know we when I run yeah. then you don't know that that's happening to other people in that group. So you're just not bringing up that you also wee when you run, mm. you know, and then we're just holding all of that in. And when we're holding in and we're fearful and we think we're weak and we're the only one, it exacerbates the problem that we've got. So that physiological problem is exacerbated by the mindset and the belief systems that we have, which is why with all of the women that I work with, we start with beliefs and education. So I give the facts and then you choose because it's your body, your choice, whatever we're talking about. But because we've been just over time, like wronged, like, you know, I remember the nurse saying to me, oh, you're a bit loose down there. Well, what do you expect after three children? Try some pelvic floor exercises, but I don't hold out much hope. Oh, <laughs> my God. And that was a work. Was that a female nurse? Yes. Yes, it was. Yes. Oh, for, my first sme- for my first smear postnatal. Scared enough. <laughs> so... You know, there's so many, like in my book, I share a few of the stories. There are so many stories of women's negative experiences. Mm. And it's not that, you know, you asked, was it a female nurse? Yes, it was. And it almost doesn't even matter because it's just a... No, that's uh, true, yeah. It's just lack of education that she, you know, she's not had the education. It's not her fault. It's nobody's fault. So the GPs that have said things to, to women, the physios that have none of us say things to purposefully 
uh, mislead or to purposely make somebody feel bad. We're just going with the information we have because we, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And unfortunately, you know, the recommendation for the Squeezy app. So you'll have heard of the NICE guidelines. Yeah. So the decisions that the NHS make are based on the NICE guidelines. The NICE guidelines base their decisions on research paper, high quality research papers. But there isn't somebody who decides what the goal or the standard is that me and you and all the other women are looking for. Mm. So the three main research papers, they said, right, doing squeezy exercises can have some benefit. And that some benefit is less than the 15 point scoring that would be uh, um, the, the, the scoring is like 15 would be the minimum for clinically significant change. And none of those papers met 15%. They were all below 15%. Mm. And I get a bit hot under the collar when I think about this. So I'm like, so women are not worth more than the 50, not worth more than minimum significant change and improvement. They're not even worth that. So that begs the question, why are we using research papers that are not asking for more? I'm asking for more. I'm asking more for you and for every woman out there that we deserve more than minimal clinical significant improvement. And the work that I do in collaboration with the Women's Health Physio and Researcher, the actual benefits that we're gaining, it's a different scale, but the improvement for women is over 50% improvement using what's called the PFDI 20 form, which I'm going to send you because you need to fill it out yourself because (laughs) I think you'll discover some fascinating facts about your pelvic floor. And we're making and asking for more and more improvement for women, not just rolling over and accepting. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot. <laughs> Sorry, that was a big share, Claire. I love it. I mean, like, well, it's, it's, it's just so phenomenal that something that 50% of the population has, like a vagina is then so... Well, we all know what we all know why I don't I don't need to talk about it. We all know it's the patriarchy and all of that stuff. And, you know, we we only know what we don't know and all of that. I'm not there's no point in even going into it because um, it doesn't empower. And it well, obviously, we're aware of it now. And I think um, just a shout out to all the men that know that this is a situation and they feel <laughs> they know it's an issue and they don't do it anymore. But. What can people do? What is the action that people can take in order to empower themselves around their pelvic floor? If they, if you're listening, if they're listening right now and they're like, do you know what? I'm, and I'm just going to say first up, buy your book. Obviously, link's going to be in the, in the oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, standard. Um, but really now, because sometimes, and I know that um, I find this with impossible, when I talk about doubt and self-belief, people go, yeah, but it takes time and, 
I've got to do all of this process. And I literally just, it's all about the quick win. So can mm -hmm. you give anybody that's listening to this right now thinking, they're talking about me, I want to grow my business. I want to show up as my big, bad, bold self. but And I want to run by way. What can I do? What's a quick win that's going to, and that's a big, difficult question, actually. I'm just thinking it's probably not a quick win, but what can, what action can they take? The action that they can take is to let it go. Let it go. What most of us are doing is clenching it in. That fear is making us pull our tummy in, pull our pelvic floor in, clench our glutes and pull in. And it's that pulling in, once you let that go, that's when you can begin to really work and access your pelvic floor in the functional way that it's designed. It is not a holding static pulled in thing. It's meant to lengthen at minimum three times its resting length. Three times it's supposed to stretch out, lengthen, expand. But we're pulling it in because we think that we think that we're going to fail somehow. That's how I felt. I felt like I'm going to fail. If I let this go, something bad is going to happen. I'm going to fail. But if we can let it go, we can breathe again. And once you have let it go and you can breathe again, the movement of your diaphragm, your big breathing muscle that runs across the inside of your ribs and it moves down, inviting your pelvic floor muscles to lengthen. And then like a beautiful trampoline, your pelvic floor will come up again. But if you never let it go, it cannot lift up again. And that uplift is the most empowering feeling you can stand tall but you have to let it go or it cannot lift you up it cannot uh, coordinate with your breath so that's and I know I can like almost hear everybody listening going that's totally the opposite of what I want to do yeah <laughs> but I promise you I promise you it is it is what you need to do Wow. That's the one. Th and, and honestly, very quickly, very quickly, you will feel the difference. And in the book, I actually give that example in the book and I give exercises. And because I can't help myself, I want everybody to have the solution and the information to make the change themselves. I even did a video course <laughs> with the book. Oh, so brilliant. you scan the little QR code and you can log in and you can go through all the exercises because not everybody's going to do exercises from written down in a book they want to read the information learn and go oh that's not how I thought it was and there's mm. loads of myths that I bust in the book all those beliefs so we can move forward move past all those old stories that we've inherited from all different places and yeah so I put a little video course so that you can actually do it along with me amazing so what's the goal then for the business and where do you want to get to with this because obviously if the NHS and women physios and obviously like you're saying that if then or women's health physios are not um giving and the right information to support somebody base their work yeah yeah like is, is this the big goal for the business it's so tricky. So it's funny because for so long, the book was the goal. And, you know, when you have something that you're focusing on for so long, and now I'm like coming out of the book and going, okay, what's next? And actually, the ongoing 
goal is to to communicate with who I'm communicating with and let the ripple effect go from there. And what is thrilling is that the more women that I work with, the more there are then women going and speaking to healthcare professionals and sharing the book. So, I mean, the book's just fantastic because you just can give it to somebody. You don't have to have the conversation. They've got all the stats and research and then they've got it. And it means that the the ripple effect is coming from a place deep within the women who have already been changed, whose lives have already been improved by that shift in mindset and moving and exercising in a different way. So they are able to say with autonomy and genuine empowerment, this works. And that's what I want to do is give those tools to the women ground level, because I'll be decades if I try and go from the top down. Mm, And I learned that very, very quickly. Mm. And, you know, I had to, I have, I teach a lot of physios, a lot of doctors, and I had a doctor the other day and I've taught her, I mean, what did we work out? Like 12 years. And I said, you know, every time I still feel like I'm trying to convince you. And she said, I know. She says, but I'm still here. And every time she said, I feel so much better. But as a doctor, I feel quite cynical. Like I need to really, they're programmed in a certain way, you know. Yeah. And I just said, well, this this is this is brilliant. We are making change. And uh, yeah. Wow. That's good. So tell me mm. about your membership. Um, how long has that been going? What's it entail? What kind of women do you have in in there? Oh, I lo- do you know, I love working with women across the, the span of their lives. So we have pregnant women and then right up to one of my oldest clients is in her 80s in the membership because oh. we've got a pelvic floor, whatever mm. stage you're at. And last night we had a, a live session. So every month we have a live class where I teach something based on their questions and what they want to particularly work on in the membership and then we have questions afterwards and that's where we can get really into it and we had one lady who is a retired lady and she wanted to know how she can keep improving. You know, her question was around, well, I've, I've, I've fixed it here and here when I do these activities, but when I do this one thing, I still leak. And I could explain to her the anatomy of why. So what it was walking downhill and it was creating a little bit of urinary incontinence for her. And I'm like, well, makes total sense because the anterior, the front part of your pelvic floor and your abdominal muscles are under more stress. They have to work harder when you go downhill they're also the harder muscles to get to and mm. build up stamina with and so that's like the 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 area we then need to focus and I was able to say to her, you're going to do these exercises and that's going to target that for you and I think how amazing is that that it doesn't matter what age you are you can still ask for more and that is that's what we have to keep doing is asking for more. It goes back to those research papers. I'm like, no, I want more, more than the baseline. So the membership is an online platform where there's almost a hundred classes and lectures from myself and from a women's health physiotherapist, a habits expert. So 
it's all very well signing up to do something but if you don't have the habit and the structures and strategies in place to be able to maintain that commitment with yourself then it's not really going to work so I made sure because I again like you said before I want to solve all the problems all the barriers to entry so we've got the habits in there as well and then it's all the classes with me every month I give a new class that's recorded and we do our live session and we do like most memberships we've got a little community where people can ask questions on a regular basis and because you know there's so many of us you know there's 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 more women than there are men now and we are all unique and different so even although like you said oh your experience sounds similar to mine of childbirth they're totally different because yeah. your body is different to mine. As many mm. women as there are on the planet are variations on the theme women. So there's such a lot of specificity within the, the membership where if you've got a prolapse, this is somewhere to focus. If you're hypermobile, I've got some t- specialist tips about that. So there's something in there to empower women to go okay I've learned this thing I'll now apply that in the other classes or down the gym or out for a walk you know Mm. so it's got something in there to really target everyone it's amazing I feel like it's such a powerful it's like a bit of a revolution really because it is more it is about talking about it like I don't think I've ever really spoken it's not a specific focus, I suppose, but it's such a debilitating situation. If if you are struggling with pelvic floor, um, you know issues, then it's it's such, it holds you back so massively that why isn't it spoken about? It's sort of like, oh, how's the baby? How's your pelvic floor feel? <laughs> it should be about that, but it's it's one of them things, isn't it? Like everyone coos around the baby, and I remember being, and I mean, again, this is um something I've spoken about before that it's I was sort of forgotten it's you know you just get forgotten because it's and and my husband got forgotten and we were just sort of muddling through with no idea such capable people and then we had this child that god you know it was a handful and everything changed and I just think that you and one thing I remember just like how different my body felt and how it looked and um and one of my friends, one of my best mates, Bex, she was, when I remember when she had her baby and I was like, honestly, babe, you're going to be, it's going to be like someone slapped you in the face of how different you feel about your body. Like, it, you are not going to even recognise it. And that is mm-hmm. such a weird, weird thing, really, isn't it? Like, one day, because when you're pregnant, obviously every day your, your body's changing and, it, you know, and then you have this baby and everything happens. And whether you choose to feed or not, your milk still comes. And then you're like, bloody hell, what is this in the mirror? It's so scary. And also then, if obviously, if you've got the injury, I did not know what was going on down there. It was like so painful <laughs> anyway. It's like, it's mental, isn't it? So this is why like you, your mission is so important because there are going to be so many women right now listening to this episode that have never had a discussion about their pelvic floor. It's just the way it goes. They've had a baby, just the way it goes. In fact, but you, you know, giving them permission, you want more. 
hundred percent you can want, want more and even I think it's important to also say because I know a lot of your listeners might not have children and we don't want to exclude all women That's, have yeah, a very true. Floor. yeah 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 and all women can also have injuries to their pelvic floor or going back to the as I was explaining before that we're a tensional system and when the tension goes out of balance because of tightness somewhere or restriction or injury and scar tissue then that affects the ability of your pelvic floor to function and that can come simply from not you know not having very good posture so if you are sat a lot as you know entrepreneurs do at the computer and your head is coming forward and your pelvis is coming under so you're in a curve that in and of itself can create dysfunction in your pelvic floor because we're contracting and tightening up around the back of your bottom back of your back passage Mm. where your pelvic floor is there and then the front the opposite's happening because your pelvis is tucking under more than it's meant to so the front is then expanding and it's not getting that that uh, flexibility the trampoline or elastic band retracting idea we said before so even if you just sit on it you could have problems with your pelvic floor or you've had a hip replacement or you fell on your bottom at some point. I have a lot of women that I work with with coccyx, so that's your mm-hmm. tailbone, injuries there where they've broken it. Your pelvic floor attaches to that. So, mm. of course, you're going to have a problem with your pelvic floor if you've broken the bone it attaches to. Yeah. God. I know. It's so much bigger than just women that have had babies. And yeah. Which is why even more it's important that we talk about it and in an inclusive way. So I run a pelvic health cafe, which is another way to get the word out there. It's just free. It's at my Pilates studio in Leeds. And we all just get together, everybody. And I have a sticker system because I think there's an assumption out there culturally that pelvic floor issues only affect women with that have had babies yeah and I want to invite all women into my cafe so we have a sticker system that that you you put on to signify whether you've had a baby or not had a baby and then if you want to talk about it or not talk about it because some people just want to be and just it doesn't you just want to be present and you're not quite ready to maybe talk about it the first time you come so it makes it uh, safe, really, for people to be there. So, yeah, really, really important that that if you're listening and you haven't had a baby, it doesn't exclude you because you have, have a pelvic floor. And as you go through menopause, the there's many changes that are happening that are also going to affect your pelvic floor too, again, whether you've had a baby or not. It's huge. I mean, I, I have pelvic floor goggles, you know, like I just look at the world <laughs> through that, <laughs> that lens. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but then I think that's it, isn't it? When you're on a mission, that's what you can see. And it, yes, that is, that is. Everywhere you go, somebody said, what do you do when you're going around the supermarket? And I said, oh, I can't, I, I have to do online now because it's so stressful <laughs> when you can see what's happening because I because I've taught movement 
to so many people and for so many years. I can do a, what we call a screening, a movement assessment, a body screening like that really, really quickly. So you're pushing your trolley and I'm going, she's got a birth injury and there's a prolapse coming and, you know, oh, I can wow. tell because you can tell. I can... You've got their certain vision. Set, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. No, not even x ray, like CT scan vision. <laughs> yes, I love that. I'll take that. <laughs> there's amazing. just certain patterns and and there's ways that your body looks. You know, you said you look, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, what is happening? Who is yeah, this? Yeah. But I look at it and I see, I can see the story of a life lived. And that is the, you know, like as a reframe on the negative that can so often come up. It's like, you know, I've got stretch marks. So I've got stretch marks in my inner thighs from when I was a dancer being overstretched. And I've got stretch marks in my tummy from the baby that just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And these are things that I just think it's like a map of my life within my body. How cool is that? Mm. It's amazing. And yes, I've had to resolve my own prolapse and it's brought me here to this moment with you where we're speaking to and educating women. And if that hadn't happened, was there somebody else out there that was going to be the voice of hope? I don't know. It was it was given to me this experience so that I could mm. do this. Um, so, yeah, I think it's so important that reframe of our body, you know, it's a positive and we can do more, you know so much more I love that wow that's uh my mind's blown a little bit it's just sort of this there's always more you can learn I bloody love having a podcast I've just learned <laughs> so much amazing stuff oh brilliant <laughs> um one quick question before I ask you the 10-year question which you all know about is there a form of cardio that is best because obviously I know Cool yoga pilates again obviously some of it's good it was not you know but what about cardio because if you want to strengthen your pelvic floor or or get it into a better shape if, in case you know if it's not too weak or you know whatever um but you are faced with a bit of fear because there's an issue there what kind of cardio could you do that sort of gets you moving but doesn't but sort of helps you out at the same time do you know, it's a, a question that I get so often because so many women, we're like time poor. Mm. <laughs> so we want to just like put the trainers on and go for a run. That's the big thing that people want to do for cardio because it's so easy. It's free. You can do yeah. it anytime. You don't have to go for long. You just want to put trainers on and go. I recommend if people are going to run, if they're like, that's my thing because that helps the mind as well, is to do the couch to 5K mm. alongside doing something specific for your pelvic health. Okay. So making sure that you're you're combining those things. You're not doing okay. one without the other, okay? Yeah. And then if you've got access to maybe like pop into a local gym or something like that, the things that I like to, to recommend are the bike, 
so if you've not if you've got a prolapse you're probably not going to want to so there's um vaginismus and vulvodynia if you've got it and you're listening you know what it is it's a nerve two different nerve conditions you're not sitting on a bike they're like i'm not sitting on a bike yeah uh, if you've got prolapse you'll be limited to the amount of time you can sit on a bike but using um the sitting down recumbent bike yeah can work yeah. A, a lot better and then you're going to do cross trainer mm. cross trainer or the side to side one the i forget one. what you call yeah yeah the, is it the elliptical whatever that is that's also really good because those things you're not plodding you know you're not mm. impact 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 which is what puts the the strain on your pelvic floor if it doesn't have the strategy to respond to the load so it's only not a good thing to do if your body's trying to work out how to if it just doesn't know how to lift Mm. on impact because that's what it should do but you couldn't run and every time your foot landed lift your pelvic floor lift your pelvic floor that's ludicrous we need to train it to be able to do that naturally it should just be responsive so we do the what I do is the whole body pelvic health, the pre-Pilates method, where you're going to do those things that teach your pelvic floor how to respond to the impact. But with the cross trainer, there's not any. And you're going to do things, you know, push push for a minute, pull with your arms for a minute, reverse the direction, make it interesting for yourself so that it's not just the same thing over and over again. So that would be my recommendations. I have a bit of a tongue-in-cheek um course and it's also in the membership where because I got this question all the time and people are like you know I did I was doing a specific type of exercise class and then I felt my I felt it actually bulging I felt a prolapse Mm. you know this is the thing that comes up but I still want to do my cardio so I have this sort of tongue-in-cheek one which is called your hit of cardio so it's not it's just hit of cardio because we all want that it's that hit that feeling that we get from cardio so I've done my own little classes where it's really they're short and repetitive and they help you to do some cardio with it being really useful for your pelvic floor so yeah it's a big question so I'm glad because I know that your listeners will have had that question yeah well that's the thing like what like Annie my my group of supergirls um she's running the marathon and it's sort of like a, a thing that we've discussed because I started running in June, so it's now January. I'm still, I'm still, well, I've got an injury in my knee, so I'm just using the cross trainer um, and the bike to, so my knee strengthens up because basically I've got a lazy bum and lazy thighs and this is why the knee injuries happened. You know, the size of my bum, I'd be surprised. But um, so I'm working, working them up, getting them nice and strong before spring hits. And then I'm, I'm after the 10K and I'm, well, I've got to 9K. I'm going to go to the 10K, then I'm going to do a half marathon, and I love running. But when I started running, it was an issue that with my pelvic floor. And I, but I sort of, I think because I just did tiny bits of running, I must have, like, worked it slowly. I didn't do couch to 5K um, because I simplified it where I was like, I've just got to leave the house. I can't even have headphones. <laughs> I literally just had to go, right, I've just got to get out. So the mess about with the headphones put me off. But so I just used to run around the block, walk, run, walk, run. And somehow it sort of sorted itself out. And then it wasn't an issue. Um, But yeah, it's just one of them things, isn't it? Because I always think that 
exercise. I'm so bang into my exercise at the moment um, because I came up with this thing that when you've done exercise, life just feels so much more beautiful, doesn't it? Like everything feels more beautiful. And so I've just changed my thing about I get to exercise. I get to move my body. How lucky am I that I've got legs? You know, like all of that. And now I'm like, oh my God, everyone got to exercise. It's the best. <laughs> it is the best. And so many people, and you see it a lot at this time of year, you know, we, we've been saying this past couple of weeks at our studio, like Pilates is not punishment. You know, this no. is a gift. This, any exercise you do, it is a gift to yes. your now self and your future self. We're yeah. preventing injuries and ailments of old age by taking care of this one amazing amazing body that we have it is a gift and we get to look after this gift and exercise is part of that it's a responsibility that we have and your pelvic floor is a really important it houses your your center your soul yeah. center your women's center it's got literally your center of gravity is in mm -hmm. your pelvis everything that comes in so you hold something in your hand and it travels through your pelvis you step on your foot it travels through your pelvis this is a vital vital area that we still need to learn more about we need mm -hmm. to educate ourselves in and yeah it's so beautiful and amazing and we're just at the beginning like in this conversation I feel excited thinking in even 18 months or five years from now we're going to have been responsible for helping women take that education, take that step mm. now, which is then going to have a ripple effect as they tell someone else, they get the book to somebody else. They, that's amazing. We're helping. We're making yeah. a difference. It's so great. Yeah. And it's and I, I think what's really powerful about being empowered is also, is having that knowledge and knowing that, like going back to the exercise thing, I had to start before I was re I felt ready and it's the same with you know any sort of work it feels a bit scary it feels a bit new even if you think the goal is going to be amazing working on your pelvic floor all of that start before you're ready but also having a pick and mix and stuff because I get really bored really quick so if I thought and I'm not and I know that you don't say this because you you get you give the the all of the courses but if Pilates was only the only way forward for pelvic floor if that was the only way then I'd be like but that's the same, you know, same old, same old, but it's not. And what you're saying is, it's all about your movement, flexibility. You can run, you can exercise bike, you can cross train, you can do Pilates, you can do all of the other stuff. It's just picking. Because it's a um, mindset. It yeah. is how you approach anything you do. That's the, the basic foundation education that once you've gone, oh, when yeah. I squat, my pelvic floor should lengthen got it now every yeah. time you squat you've got that new information and it just changes everything that you do and whatever it is it's yeah it's the mindset was yeah amazing I knew I said to you would go over didn't I I said <laughs> I bet we'd go over and um, before we um go thank you so much Claire for being here great name by the way us Claire's got to stick together oh stick um, together <laughs> what if you oh I oh I'm stumbling on the question even though how many times have I said this question <laughs> what would you tell yourself 10 years ago that you know now that you wish you knew then 
Mm. The the thing that I would say is that I already know that it's inside me. So all of the um, lack of faith and belief and all of those things, I I felt like somebody else had the answers. And actually they were inside of me the whole time. And I just needed to trust mm. and listen to that voice. And I think, you know, we're talking about the pelvic health, but also the businesses and the way that I've grown those to be quite different to other models in my profession um, because I made some mistakes, still making mistakes along the way because I felt like I should do it like other people do it, mm. even although I had the answers inside me all the time. I knew that just because it was that way for them, it, it should doesn't need to be that way for me and the people that I want to serve. They're going to hear me this way. Mm. So... Yeah, that's what I would say. That's amazing. Of course, it's all inside you. You're more, you, you are more than you. You know, when you said that about the dream thing, I had to go back. You posted it on stories and I created some content from it. I, I didn't remember that I'd said it. So I was like, where was that in the podcast? So I had to go back and I was like, oh yeah, it's there. But that's how much shit comes out of my mouth. I've no idea what comes out. Um, you are more Gold is what comes everything. out. You're more than you can dream of and everything else and all the rest of it, but you are. And you know you, you are. I mean, yeah. look how much you do. This mission, <laughs> I, it literally in 10 years, it's going to be Claire Sparrow who's revolutionised the pelvic floor treatment inside the NHS. They're going to get you. You're going to be a government expert. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. I've never even entertained that as an idea. Now you planted the seed. I've got, like, TEDx speaker on my little, you know, in the future. That's what I'd like to do. But, well, yeah, we need step, to, I it? need to dream bigger. Mm. Gover government <laughs> advisor. Oh, and then there's I'm the there. World Health Organization advisor. How can you I'm then there. support That's it. Let's make it happen. women, you know, in um, disadvantaged, you know, those countries that are really fighting with healthcare systems to go in and help them? Well, even here, so I sent books and some training to women that, that have come and they've learned from me and they're working with refugee women and wow. they've made it work. So I've given them all the resources that I can and they are having somebody um, translate and make it all work because the, I really mean it. All women need this education. So they're like, they, they've run with it over in Preston, which is amazing. Be brilliant. Bloody brilliant. Yeah. Um, where can people find you, Claire? So I'm on Instagram, Claire Sparrow Pilates, and then my website is wholebodypelvichealth.co.uk and the membership information and where to buy the book and everything is on there. And I always give, you know, a free class. There's an online class when you sign up on the website and you get to actually join in and do class with me and feel in your own body what it's all about. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Fake goodbye now. <laughs> See <Thank> you later. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the No Rest for the Vivid podcast, written, produced and hosted by Claire Hill. And music has been composed by my brother, Phil Vick.